males are born, men are built. This is the Great Man Podcast, where we want you to build great men as you allow other men to build you. Join New York Times bestselling author Stephen Mansfield, along with seasoned leaders of men, Anthony Flemons and J.T. McCrow, as we bring a wide range of experience and expertise to help you become the great man you are designed to be. With you this week is Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Great to be with you here on the Great Man Podcast. Hey, I want to say something before I say anything else in this episode. I want you to know that our generation needs what you are becoming. You are listening to this podcast because you know you're made as a man. You want to be a good man, a noble man. You want to be fulfilled yourself. You want to walk with God and you want to do good in the world and be the man you're meant to be for those you love. I'm proud of you and our generation desperately needs you. So press in. It's a great time to be alive. It's a great time to be a man and our times, I'll tell you what, they They need what we are becoming. Hey, I want to make sure that you know that something new is happening here at the Great Man Podcast. You're probably already aware of it. I do every other week or every other week or so a thing called the talk. That's what I'm going to do in a few minutes. It's when I teach. It's when I kind of uh, speak about some principles, some trends, some some building blocks some pillars of noble manhood. And then J.T. McCraw and Anthony Flemons, two of my dear friends in the intervening episodes, they do the build. And what they do is coach you, take what I've said and work it into your life. Man, it's a great timing. Our audience is growing. Men are reporting that it's just impacting their lives. So you want to dive in. By the way, we did a special episode and interview with George Foreman, JT and Anthony. I mean, they're a great team. They interviewed him beautifully. Don't miss it. Wherever you're getting this podcast, you can also get that particular episode. All right, let me dive in. Here we go with the talk. I've had the privilege not only of knowing many great men, but of also studying many great men and what I do as an author and a, and a historian and what have you. I really got into the whole study of noble manhood and writing about noble manhood from those experiences. Growing up, I knew great warriors and generals. We had royalty in our home because of my father's role in intelligence and being in Europe and all that kind of thing. Um, I was able to watch generals. I was able to watch dignitaries. Later in life, I was around people who were prominent. I just watched men and I studied them. And sometimes I got to talk to them. And I wanted to know because as you recall, my story, uh, pretty light on manhood training in my early years until I got into college. And I, I wanted to know what makes a man, what makes a strong man, what makes a good man? All of those kinds of questions I wanted to answer in my studies, in my travels, in the, in the exposure to great men that I have. And one of the conclusions I came to uh, is something that is assumed in this podcast when I speak, but I've never actually broken it out specifically. And so I want to tell you that one of the things I believe makes for greatness in men is that they have, and here's my phrase for it, a fortress of principles. A fortress, some might say, of first principles, but I'm just going to call it a fortress of principles. And what do I mean by this? 
I mean that they have learned and absorbed into their lives certain principles of conduct that they literally can express in brief phrases, and they have built their life on these principles. They're constantly learning them, constantly distilling them, constantly drinking them in from other men and from their studies and from their reading of history and from the principles of conduct that they've learned. They believe them, they talk about them, they build on them, and they become a fortress that protects them, that ennobles others, that guides their conduct in the world. Now, you already know what manly principles are. You've probably got some in your life, especially if you're pursuing manhood with me and with JT and with Anthony. But I'll tell you what, you want to pay attention to this because you want to build in your life a fortress of principles. These are the principles that guide your thinking, guide your conduct, are the ironclad, I'm going to call them for a moment, laws that keep you from being stupid (laughs) and inspire you to be smart and wise and caring and secure. Now, you already know what some of these principles are. You already know that many men and many married couples live out the simple principle, don't go to bed mad. Here's an example of one. Don't go to bed mad. People will say it before a wedding. People will say it at the bachelor's party, you know, and they're giving advice to the groom. It's something that marriage counselors will urge. And so couples will absorb that principle. And those who live it really, it really makes a difference for them. Don't go to bed mad. So there's a principle that's part of a fortress that protects a marriage and makes a marriage strong. Okay. Mike Pence, a man I've met and admire, former vice president of the United States, will not dine with a woman alone. He will not meet with a woman alone. Now, I don't happen to uh, do that myself. I work with a lot of women. I meet with them alone. If I need safety, it is that Bev knows everything I'm doing all the time. We live a very, very open life uh, with each other, and she has uh, total access to my life. In fact, often when I'm recording this podcast, she's standing right there next to me. She just walks in because she knows how to come in quietly, and she'll just stand there and want to be part of it, or pray for me, or, or watch, or nod her head, or just listen to what I'm saying. I won't let grandchildren in. I won't let children in. I, no, there are no staffers around, but she has access. So that's my safety. But for Mike Pence, he won't meet with a woman alone. It's a it's a principle that's part of the fortress. When I say fortress, I just mean someplace strong in which he lives. I don't mean as a defense against other people necessarily. And it's a principle he lives his life on. A good man has, who knows, dozens, hundreds of these. Some of them come perhaps from the scriptures. I, for example, if I meet an older man, I rise in his presence, especially an older esteemed man, a much older man. Scripture tells us to do this. So I rise in that man's presence. It's a manly principle I live. I believe that I am a better man and that I absorb from the lives of older and great men if I rise in their presence and if I honor them. In other words, I, by honoring that, I drink that honor into my life. Okay. That's an example of of how I live. I could go on and on and on. Sometimes uh, there are principles I've gotten from movies, from the famous movie Breaker Morant. I got the principle, live every day as though it's your last for one day. You're sure to be right. They said it a little flippantly in the movie, but I live that out every day. Every day. uh, I, I think if this is my last day, is there anything I need to do? Maybe I want to have a little bit of fun. Maybe I haven't told 
uh, someone that I love them and respect them recently. Maybe there's some unfinished business. Maybe there was a little offense with that one person last week. And if I were going to die tonight, today was my last day. I wouldn't want that to go unaddressed. You, You understand what I'm saying? Sometimes it's fun stuff. Sometimes it's financial stuff. Sometimes it's emotional stuff. Sometimes it's just a big old warm hug of my wife. I don't know, but it's a principle I guide my life by. All kinds of things. In my work, I have a principle, do the hard things first. When I get up in the morning, uh, after I've you know had breakfast with Bev and prayed and maybe worked out, if I'm working out that morning, I look over my list of things to do. I do the hard things first. It's, this is not necessarily a manly principle, but it's a principle of conduct that causes me to get things done, which for me is a lot about my God and a lot about those I love. Yes, I... I I do I want to be well managed myself so I don't live in chaos but I do the hard things first. I want to earn, I want to support things like this this podcast. I want to be productive in the world for uh the many many people I get to impact, thank God. So there's a principle of conduct. I could go on and on and on. I have principles about when I should not take another sip of alcohol. I know what it feels like when I start to get just a little bit, you know, just you go, alcohol makes you relax and that's fine. But if on the given day you haven't had a lot of food or something about your biology is taking it in a little bit more deeply and, you know, I don't measure it by one glass or two, I measure it by how I feel. If I'm starting to feel like my moral walls might come down, like I might let my language slip or might get silly or I stop, it's a principle. Uh, and in my head, the way I say it, say it is, if you're tempted to get goofy, stop. You drink alcohol for the taste, you drink alcohol to relax your body, you drink alcohol for a little bit of social reasons, perfectly moral, perfectly fine, but not if you start to get, my word is goofy. Obviously, it's not a technical term. It just means when I start to feel like maybe a couple more sips and my behavior will change. Really, alcohol shouldn't be change your behavior other than just you feeling relaxed and slowing down. So yeah, I've got boundaries for that. I have alcohol probably every two or three days in my life, and I'm with a lot of people and cocktail parties and what have you. Sure, you got to have principles. You got to have a fortress of principles to keep you from misbehaving. Another one that I get from scripture, honor your father and your mother. My father and mother are dead, but I honor them. I'll speak honestly about what kind of upbringing I did or didn't have, like when I'm talking to you here in this podcast, but I always honor them. I always talk about my father as a war hero. I always talk about how he may have been distant, but he was never abusive, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Even if I'm talking about something that's maybe a little negative or neglectful, I'll still bring it back around to the positive because I believe that's a principle of manhood. I go on and on and on. A fortress of principles. Churchill had them. Dr. King had them. In this podcast, I've talked about Billy Graham and how one of the things he did in the 50s when he began to become prominent with his team, they agreed on certain principles. They would have outside people count the money. They'd have outside groups uh, count the crowd. They would never report the numbers of the crowd or count the crowds they had themselves because that had become kind of a silly, exaggerated thing with some people. They uh, never were alone with women when they were on the road. They always kept their hotel room information confidential on and on and on and on. There were principles of conduct that they believed in that protected them 
and that kept them from having allegations against them or actually in any way misbehaving or being open to temptation. So what I want you to consider, and I know that Anthony and JT are going to process this with you, what I want you to consider is what are the principles that you're building the fortress of your life out of? What are the manly conduct principles? You know mine. I talk about them all the time. I believe in leading your life from the control room. You've heard me talk about this. I sit quietly every day or two. I'm in a a kind of an emotional, spiritual control room, looking over my life. I'm thinking about it. I'm letting my imagination, my mind range over my life, physical property, relationships, investments, uh, the feeling culture in my home, the tone with my kids, the latest with the grandkids, whatever it is, people who work with me things we're doing in the next year? Am I doing the right things? Am I just filled up with busy work? Am I charging too much, charging too little? Am I doing the things? You understand what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. I believe in leading your life from the the control room. A man sitting alone before his God, looking out over his life calmly, peacefully. If you don't do that, you're just going to be driven. So there's, there's a massive principle from Stephen Mansfield. All right. These are the things I believe in. These are the things I do. What are yours? How do you live your life according to principles? What are your principles about your marriage? What are your principles about yourself? What are your principles about your conduct with the opposite sex in public? What are your principles about, well, alcohol, I've already mentioned it, food. What are your principles? What are the principles? What's the fortress of principles? What's it built of? Okay. I'm not saying that you've got to know every last principle you'll ever need at any given moment when I walk up to you and say, okay, state your principles. But I do believe you've got to be thinking this way. I do believe you should be maybe writing them down. I do. I do believe you ought to be discussing them. Listen, every institution that I know of from military academies to Boy Scouts to honor organizations of almost every kind, even just academic faculties, they've got principles of conduct. There's an honor code. There's something you subscribe to. There's a cadet pledge. There's a midshipman's pledge. Every organization of any nobility has got a commitment to a body of behaviors. I'm saying to you, you want to be a good and a noble man. So what are the principles? What is the fortress of principles, or you can make that plural fortress of principles that you are building in your life. They guide your conduct. For some men, it's as basic and as as almost surprising as I'll never hit a woman. Okay, great. We're glad you've started there. We're not laughing at you, but thank God that they, you've accepted that. Maybe your upbringing was completely different. Women were hit all the time. So it's a big step for you. Okay, good, but don't stop there. Move on. I keep myself in good health for the sake of my wife and my children. Okay, there's a principle. You understand what I'm saying? Spend less than I earn. I save big. I save a certain percentage. I work to get out of debt. My goal in life is to be out of debt and make compound interest work for me. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on. What are yours? And one of the ways to think about this, and again, Anthony and JT will help you think this through, is what are the principles that got you here? What are the principles that got you where you are? So my friends, this is one of the arts of great manhood. This is one of the arts of noble manhood. I've not studied, met, or even heard about a man 
who is great, who is accomplishing, who is exemplary for us, who did not build, had not built a fortress of first principles. Do it because this is one of the great arts of noble manhood. Anthony and JT, take it away, baby. To join the great man community or to book Stephen, Anthony, or JT to speak at your man's event, go to greatman.tv. There, you'll also find incredible resources to help you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Wise Company production.